If the government hopes to modernize its information technology, it'll need good systems engineers. Now the MITRE Corporation is teaming up with the University of Virginia to offer federal employees an accelerated path to a master's degree in systems engineering. Joining me with details, John Krieger, Vice President for Public Sector Programs at MITRE. Mr. Krieger, good to have you on. Great to be talking to you, Tom. Tell us about this program. The program is an immersive 12-month program where actual federal employees come and work at MITRE for a year and at the same time are taking an accelerated master's program at the University of Virginia where they actually spend every other weekend at the University of Virginia taking courses. So it's pretty intense, a five-day work week plus working or studying every other weekend. Absolutely. The demand on uh, the actual uh, fellows is very demanding from a time perspective. They're spending their weekends and evenings doing coursework while uh, supporting projects and doing hands-on work at MITRE uh, during the work week. So it is something that when people apply, really have to consider. And what types of people are eligible and what types of jobs that people are doing now in the federal government are, are most suitable for this program? This program is really geared for uh, anywhere uh, from uh, mid-level federal employees from five years to 20 years experience. And we're looking at the technical engineering core of the federal government, both military and civilian, to participate in this uh, program. And the prerequisites require them to have the correct math and science background to actually fulfill the requirements of the program. So if you're a policy analyst with a political science degree, probably not the best program to try to apply to. This is not the program for you. Got it. And how did Virginia and MITRE get together on this? How did you find each other? We've always been working closely with the University of Virginia on a number of other uh, topics, uh, whether it's health care or cybersecurity. And uh, during that, those conversations, we both saw the need that our world is becoming complex and more interconnected and that systems engineering is changing. And so how can we really prepare uh, our federal government to really adapt to these changes? And that's where we work together to put together a curriculum to look at how is systems engineering changing in this more complex world and, and what can we teach our federal employees so that they're better acquirers of technology. And people that perform systems engineering probably know what it is, but for those that are uninitiated or the people that might be heading agencies, how does systems engineering differ from, say, software development? So systems engineering takes more of a holistic view of how we acquire and different systems interact and what are the relationships between those systems, between interfaces and data exchanges. And so a software is more in the development of the particular part of a system, while a systems engineer is taking a holistic view so that it works in the ecosystem that it's going to be inserted in. That would seem to be pretty important now because a lot of the digital services that agencies want to deploy involve calls on various systems that might have been developed separately for separate purposes but need to somehow integrate to offer a particular service. It seems like Tom, that's where engineers would come, systems engineers would come in. Tom, you're absolutely right. One is the issue you don't uh, upgrade and uh, modernize all systems at once. So how do modern systems interface with legacy systems? In addition with that, since we're more interconnected, you're now interfacing with systems that you don't even own. And so that complexity is what we're talking about of why it's so important today uh, going and going forward. 
And during the week when people are at the MITRE Corporation, what types of work would they be doing? It's really we let the uh, fellow participants uh, select projects that they can work on. And we work uh, across the federal agency from the Department of Defense to uh, health care to homeland security to federal uh, aviation. They get to choose what project they get to work on. We're speaking with John Krieger. He's vice president for public sector programs in the Center for Programs and Technology at the MITRE Corporation. So implicit in this is that the agency needs to be willing to basically give up a person for a year, and then they will return much more skilled than before. That's exactly right. And part of that is, uh, that is really probably the hardest hurdle to overcome, is having the agency see down the road that letting a person go for a year and get this uh, education and experience is an investment for the future. And given the um, current employment and that people are short staff, giving up an employee is, is certainly a, a very large obstacle. And getting back to some of the technicals of this, you mentioned this would help people become better acquirers of information technology. That is to say, if you are a good, skilled systems engineer with a degree in it, then you would be in a better position to possibly evaluate vendors that you might bring in to which the agency would contract some of the systems engineering? That's correct. And you could even uh, be a better buyer and understand uh, more clearly and articulate the requirements to those vendors about what the system has to do and what it has to interconnect with. And what is the outcome that after we acquire the system, what do we want the outcome to be? And articulate that to the vendor so that you're a better, as you said, a better acquirer of those systems. And data analytics, cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, these are the things in cloud computing which complicate systems engineering a lot. These are some of the hot topics you hear about being talked about in systems engineering and and, uh, systems development. Are those part of the curriculum? So those are certainly part of the curriculum. Those are really uh, like data analytics, use of artificial intelligence, machine learning. Those are the tools a system engineer uses to better understand uh, from an acquisition perspective and also understand when you bring those experts in to be part of uh, the acquisition uh, cycle. And what are the logistics here? Because MITRE is in McLean and Virginia is in Charlottesville. They've got some ground to cover. The current cohort carpools down to the University of Virginia uh, grounds every other week. And so that gets brings this uh, tight-knit networking of the cohort together. And uh, from the feedback from uh, the current fellows is they really enjoy their time down at Charlottesville. And how many people can participate in a given year, and what are some of the deadlines they've got to do to apply for the next round? We, we take up to 15 fellows a year, and the application deadline is April 1st. And it's really a two-step process. There's a simple form that uh, people can go to uh, MITRE.org backslash SE Fellows and uh, just fill in a pre-application form for the University of Virginia, ensuring you have all the requirements to actually be accepted to the program. After you go through that step, then you fill out a more, uh, a more extensive application, MITRE application, uh, that really is providing your transcript and writing a, a one-page white paper on what you wanted to get out of the course. And the people participating, are they on sabbatical? Are they paid by MITRE? Are they getting their federal salary? How does that all work? 
That's a great question, is we have uh, people who get a temporary assignment to the McLean area and to MITRE, and some are actually on TDY who aren't in the area, and so they have housing here, and uh, others that live in the area just commute to MITRE. So the uh, federal agency is actually assigning them to the MITRE Corporation. John Krieger is Vice President for Public Sector Programs in the Center for Programs and Technology at the MITRE Corporation. Sounds like an exciting opportunity. Thanks for joining me. Great. Thanks, Tom. Happy to uh, talk and looking forward to uh, our second cohort beginning in May. Find a link to more information and to this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Love Target? Well, you're about to love it even more. Target's new Red Card Reloadable saves you 5% every Target trip, in-store and online, and doesn't require a bank account or credit check to get approved. Target.com slash Red Card to get all the details. Restrictions apply.